Chapter 109 of the Count of Monte Cristo by Alexandre Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 109 The Assizes. The Benedetto affair, as it was called at the Palais, and by people in general, had produced a tremendous sensation. Frequenting the Café de Paris, the Boulevard de Gand, and the Bois de Boulogne during his brief career of splendour, the false Cavalcanti had formed a host of acquaintances. The papers had related his various adventures, both as a man of fashion and the galley-slave, and as everyone who had been personally acquainted with Prince Andrea Cavalcanti experienced a lively curiosity in his fate, they all determined to spare no trouble in endeavouring to witness the trial of Monsieur Benedetto for the murder of his comrade in chains. In the eyes of many, Benedetto appeared if not a victim to, at least an instance of the fallibility of the law. Monsieur Cavalcanti, his father, had been seen in Paris, and it was expected that he would reappear to claim the illustrious outcast. Many, also, who were not aware of the circumstances attending his withdrawal from Paris, were struck with the worthy appearance, the gentlemanly bearing, and the knowledge of the world displayed by the old patrician, who certainly played the nobleman very well, so long as he said nothing, and made no arithmetical calculations. As for the accused himself, many remembered him as being so amiable, so handsome, and so liberal, that they chose to think him the victim of some conspiracy, since in this world large fortunes frequently excite the malevolence and jealousy of some unknown enemy. Every one, therefore, ran to the court, some to witness the sight, others to comment upon it. From seven o'clock in the morning a crowd was stationed at the iron gates, and an hour before the trial commenced the hall was full of the privileged. Before the entrance of the magistrates, and indeed frequently afterwards, a court of justice, on days when some special trial is to take place, resembles a drawing-room where many persons recognize each other and converse if they can do so without losing their seats or if they're separated by too great a number of lawyers communicate by signs it was one of the magnificent autumn days which made amends for a short summer the clouds which monsieur de villefort had perceived at sunrise had all disappeared as if by magic and one of the softest and most brilliant days of september shone forth in all its splendour. Beauchamp, one of the kings of the press, and therefore claiming the right of a throne everywhere, was eyeing everybody through his monocle. He perceived Chateaurenaud and de Bray, who had just gained the good graces of a sergeant-at-arms, and who had persuaded the latter to let them stand before, instead of behind him, as they ought to have done. The worthy sergeant had recognised the minister's secretary and the millionaire, and by the way of paying extra attention to his noble neighbours, promised to keep their places while they paid a visit to Beauchamp. "'Well,' said Beauchamp, "'we shall see our friend.' "'Yes, indeed,' replied Debray. "'That worthy prince. Deuce take those Italian princes. A man, too, who could boast of Dante for a genealogist, and could reckon back to the divine comedy. A nobility of the rope.' said Chateau Renaud phlegmatically. "'He will be condemned, will he not?' asked de Bray of Beauchamp. "'My dear fellow, 
i think we should ask you that question you know such news much better than we do did you see the president at the minister's last night yes what did he say something which will surprise you oh make haste and tell me then it is a long time since that has happened well he told me that benedetto who is considered a serpent of subtlety and a giant of cunning is really but a very commonplace silly rascal and altogether unworthy of the experiments that will be made on his phrenological organs after his death bah said beauchamp he played the prince very well yes for you who detest those unhappy princes beauchamp and are always delighted to find fault with them but not for me who discover a gentleman by instinct and who sent out an aristocratic family like a very bloodhound of heraldry then you have never believed in the principality yes in the principality but not in the prince not so bad said beauchamp still i assure you he passed very well with many people i saw him at the minister's house ah oh, yes said chateau renaud the idea of thinking ministers understand anything about princes <laughs> there is something in what you have just said said beauchamp laughing but said the Marais to beauchamp if i spoke to the president you must have been with the procureur it was an impossibility for the last week monsieur de villefort has secluded himself it is natural enough this strange chain of domestic afflictions followed by the no less strange death of his daughter strange what do you mean beauchamp oh yes do you pretend that all this has been unobserved at the minister's said beauchamp placing his eyeglass in his eye where he tried to make it remain my dear sir said chateau renaud allow me to tell you that you do not understand that manoeuvre with the eyeglass half so well as de bray give him a lesson de bray stay said beauchamp surely i am not deceived what is it it is she whom do you mean they said she had left mademoiselle eugenie said chateau renaud has she returned no but her mother madame danglars nonsense impossible said chateau renaud only ten days after the flight of her daughter and three days from the bankruptcy of her husband debray colored slightly and followed with his eyes the direction of beauchamp's glance come he said it is only a veiled lady some foreign princess perhaps the mother of cavalcanti but you are just speaking on a very interesting topic beauchamp i yes you were telling us about the extraordinary death of valentine ah yes so i was but how is it that madame de villefort is not here poor dear woman said debray she is in no doubt occupied in distilling balm for the hospitals or in making cosmetics for herself or friends do you know she spends two or three thousand crowns a year in this amusement but i wonder she is not here i should have been pleased to see her for i like her very much and i hate her said chateau renaud why i do not know why do we love why do we hate i detest her from antipathy 
or rather by instinct perhaps so but to return to what you were saying beauchamp well do you know why they die so multitudinously at monsieur de villefort's multitudinously is good said chateau renaud my good fellow you'll find the word in saint-simon but the thing itself is at monsieur de villefort's but let's get back to the subject talking of that said de Bray, madame was making inquiries about that house which for the last three months has been hung with black who is madame asked chateau renaud the minister's wife pardieu oh your pardon i never visit ministers i leave that to the princes really you are only before sparkling but now you are brilliant take compassion on us or like jupiter you will wither us up i will not speak again said chateau renaud pray have compassion upon me and do not take up every word i say come let us endeavour to get to the end of our story beauchamp i told you that yesterday madame made inquiries of me upon the subject enlighten me and i will then communicate my information to her well gentlemen the reason people die so multitudinously i like the word at monsieur de villefort's is that there is an assassin in the house the two young men shuddered for the same idea had more than once occurred to them and who is the assassin they asked together young edward a burst of laughter from the auditors did not in the least disconcert the speaker who continued yes gentlemen edward the infant phenomenon who is quite an adept in the art of killing you are jesting not at all i yesterday engaged a servant who had just left monsieur de villefort i intend sending him away to-morrow for he eats so enormously to make up for the fast imposed upon him by his terror in that house well now listen we are listening it appears the dear child has obtained possession of a bottle containing some drug which he every now and then uses against those who have displeased him first monsieur and madame de saint meran incurred his displeasure so he poured out three drops of this elixir three drops were sufficient then followed barrois the old servant of monsieur noirtier who sometimes rebuffed this little wretch he therefore received the same quantity of the elixir the same happened to valentine of whom he was jealous he gave her the same dose as the others and all was over for her as well as the rest why what nonsense are you telling us said chateau renaud yes it is an extraordinary story said beauchamp is it not it is absurd said de Bray. ah said beauchamp you doubt me well you can ask my servant or rather him who will no longer be my servant to-morrow it was the talk of the house and this elixir where is it what is it the child conceals it but where did he find it in his mother's laboratory does his mother then keep poisons in her laboratory how can i tell you are questioning me like a king's attorney i only repeat what i have been told and like my informant i can do no more the poor devil would eat nothing from fear 
It is incredible. No, my dear fellow, it is not at all incredible. You saw the child pass through the Rue Richelieu last year, who amused himself with killing his brothers and sisters by sticking pins in their ears while they slept. The generation who follow us are very precocious. Come, Beauchamp, said Chateau Renaud. I will bet anything you do not believe a word of all you have been telling us. I do not see the Count of Monte Cristo here. He is worn out, said Debray. Besides, he could not well appear in public, since he has been the dupe of the Cavalcanti, who, it appears, presented themselves to him with false letters of credit, and cheated him out of one hundred thousand francs upon the hypothesis of this principality. "'By the way, Monsieur de Chateaurenaud, asked Beauchamp, "'how is Morel?' "'Ma foi! I've called him three times without once seeing him. Still, his sister did not seem uneasy, and told me that though she had not seen him for two or three days, she was sure he was well. "'Ah, now I think of it. The Count of Monte Cristo cannot appear in the hall,' said Beauchamp. "'Why not?' "'Because he is an actor in the drama.' "'Has he assassinated anyone, then?' "'No, on the contrary. "'They wish to assassinate him. "'You know that it was in leaving his house "'that Monsieur de Caderousse was murdered by his friend Benedetto. "'You know that the famous waistcoat was found in his house "'containing the letter which stopped the signature of the marriage contract. "'Do you see the waistcoat? "'There it is, all blood-stained on the desk as a testimony of the crime.' "'Ah, very good.' "'Hush, gentlemen, here is the court. "'Let us go back to our places.' "'A noise was heard in the hall. "'The sergeant called his two patrons with an energetic, "'And the doorkeeper, appearing, called out with that shrill voice "'peculiar to his order ever since the days of Beaumarchais. "'The court! Gentlemen!' End of chapter 109